Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a (laughs) weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And you think I'd know the name of our show by now, but it's Real Moms of Bravo. (laughs) Um, Quick programming note before we dive into our fun recaps, we will not cover Real Housewives of New York this week. They have a new time slot, and I actually have a wedding to attend this weekend. So Abby will be covering New York in in our Instagram story. So please follow all the action in our on our Instagram page at Real Moms of Bravo if you aren't already. And I'm going to try to get my husband to watch with me to see if he would let me include his reactions. This is a big stretch, so no promises, but um, yeah, no promises. I'll, I'll see what I can do. But um, well, let's start off with Below Deck um, because I think it's like I feel like the whole Mila homophobe horrible chef storyline has just been like all the season's been about. I know we're only three episodes in, but it's like, there's really not much more going on. No, there really isn't much more going on. And I I find it interesting that after the reaction of everyone and the world's most awkward dinner, that she's like trying to take it back. Yeah. Like when she said to, not Jack, why am I blanking on Travis. Travis. Thank you. That like, she thinks it's wrong. And it's like, she's like, the reason why she likes Putin is because he doesn't allow gays to parade their love, which is just like... I I just can't even understand it. But, no. uh, I mean, you can't really take that back. Like, all you can do is say, maybe I need you to open my eyes to another, like, side of, the, of, of life and the world because I'm, I've clearly closed off to some things. But even her apology to him was, I'm sorry my opinion hurts your feelings. Not, I'm sorry I'm a homophobe, basically. Oh, yeah. And his comeback was eyes cold in the best way possible. He said, your opinion hurts humanity and, like, walked off. Like, damn, this guy's sharp. He calls her oxygen thief. Her I loved it. First humanity. I kind of loved every second of it. I mean, I think Travis is all of us. Like, I don't, I think there's very few people left in this world, at least that I know, that feel the same way as Mila. It kind of shocks me that there's people that feel that way that are as young as she is, too. I mean, if you oh, talk to yeah. maybe a hundred-year-old lady, I, maybe she's a little closed off. But, I mean, Mila cannot be any older than 30. Yeah. And she continues to be a shit chef. As we saw yeah. in the episode, Anastasia is an MVP and, like, steps in. And the canned crab meat and the canned shrimp. Uh, I was gagging. Shrimp, it was disgusting. I, and I actually don't mind canned crab. I will say I also like imitation crab. I know that's weird. Like, I'll eat it just plain. I think that's the, that's the nature of us living in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't have access to crab. The, the mighty Mississippi isn't bringing in quality no. crab. People. Nope. But, um... I mean, just watching it, I was like, Ugh. and canned shrimp is gross. Like, you can get frozen shrimp. Like, I mean, who, like, I didn't know canned shrimp exists. Did you? No, I did not. And the fact that she tried to play it off that it was frozen, yeah, even was though gross. we clearly saw that it was canned, was annoying and gross. But I feel like one character that d- isn't getting as much attention, but I want to give her a little extra love, is Aisha. 
Yes. What are your thoughts on Aisha? I, and we've talked about this. I think like the reason why I love her, because there's some people who just, if they think like say whatever they're thinking, I think they're annoying and obnoxious. And what she's saying is pretty out there. Um, but I love it because I think like, I think she has a good heart and I just think she's just one of those people that's like, I don't feel the, the need to tailor my personality. I'm proud of who I am. And I think it's like, I wish I was more like that. I think it's really cute and endearing on her. I agree. And her story about wanting to know where her shit comes from. So um, granted she was nine, but Mia, my daughter, who's 18 months, literally will put her hand in her diaper. And there's been one or two times where she's like grabbed her shit. And I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. Um, <laughs> I've had, I mean, I call it finger painting. Like we've had some close <laughs> yeah. encounters and it's, maybe something I mean, and clearly it's like a natural curiosity I will say I've never thought to like put my finger up my butt to follow my <laughs> no, out. No. um but you know nine-year-old Aisha was was curious about bowel movements and so she just decided to investigate for herself it was so and- funny and everyone's face is like uh if you were like a cute girl with a cute accent I would probably walk out of the room but like if she were a guy too it would just be the most disgusting thing ever oh the most disgusting thing ever I know it's a double standard and I don't care um but yeah I think she's adorable and I think even Captain Sandy's warming up to her like she'll say certain things and you can tell Captain Sandy's like oh my god you're kind of unprofessional but I think she kind of secretly likes it oh yeah I think she totally likes it she gets away with it which I enjoy so she's fun and I'm hoping, like, the drama kind of picks up a little more outside of yeah. Mila. Like, don't get me wrong. I kind of love to hate on Mila like everyone else, but I would need to, like, a little something more. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some other things happening. I think we can start seeing some shifts, um, like, even with the deckhands and everything. But um, I'm curious. I, I mean, I think ultimately we all are assuming Mila is going to be fired. Um, and so I'm really curious to see what happens with the crew after that. Because sometimes, like, when you remove the most hated person, some extra drama starts forming because there's um, – Anger has to go somewhere, and someone's going to get the brunt of it. So I'm curious to see who it's going to be when Mila's gone. So I feel like that's a good transition to Beverly Hills. Yes, because like the dark Erica cloud. Jane. The dark cloud <laughs> has been removed. Wow. I mean, I didn't realize Erica. I mean, I knew there was tension when they went to – didn't they go to the Bahamas as the yeah. first trip? Yeah. Um, I was going to say Bermuda. I don't know why. But um, I knew there was tension there when LVP was like – I didn't think your card was heartfelt after my brother passed away, which I still think is just such an awkward con- like comment to make. Um, but other than that, I thought they were actually like, okay. So it was really surprising to hear Erica basically say, I am opening up and trusting everyone because LVP has gone. Yeah, no, I was kind of surprised too. I, she like really went there in the interviews in this episode and it made me think I rem- was a reminder of the Erica Jane that we love, like the salt, and the sass and her delivery on everything was on point in her confessional. So I enjoyed seeing that side of her again because I feel like she's been missing throughout the season. I know. I was, I mean, we've basically <clears throat> been begging for it. And little do we know, we just needed to get, like, officially get rid of LVP and the Erica Jane we know and love. I mean, her, like you said, her, her interview, like, confessionals this episode were amazing. Up there with, like, what Sonia has been doing for New York. I mean, yeah. it was just unbelievable. And that's um, saying a lot. I mean, this season has been a dud. So, like, oh, <laughs> she, like, brought it in a good way, in a good way. Um, the one other thing I think just was really lacking from the trip was I, we really needed Denise. And I understand why she didn't go. So, you know, the Malibu fires are happening. And um, Denise lives in Malibu. So does Camille. 
And so they evacuate. Um, and listening to Denise talk about like the traffic and seeing the flames and wondering like, are we actually going to make it out? Like you did, you could tell there were moments where she probably really like kind of feared for her life as they were trying to get out of there. Um, but I really wish she could have somehow made the trip because I think we need her there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I feel like had she gone, I think Brandy would have ended up going and it would have been a completely different trip. Um, probably a different kind of drama, but I did enjoy, I will say like this season has been a dud and we've heard all of our, you know, people in the Bravo sphere talking about it. It's, it sucked. Like, let's be honest. It's not been a great season, but it's been really, really fun watching the women get drunk. We finally got a drunk, some drunk scenes with these ladies with the wine tasting. Yes. Another thing, I feel like maybe Bravo is listening to our podcast because everything we've kind of been begging for, we're starting to see including Drunk Housewives. And I loved the wine tasting. I loved the wine count. That was a great, whatever producer was like, let's let everyone know how many wines they've had at this point. Amazing. And I mean, just all the women letting loose, even Erica not drinking because she had a migraine. Um, She was still, I enjoyed her too, even though she was kind of Debbie Downer. Yeah, she was a little bit Debbie Downer, but you know, you and I had like some side conversations about this. We've been sober, especially when you're pregnant. We've all had a sober night out, pregnant or not. And it, I mean, there's definitely a time limit where you, you know, you make an exit. She doesn't have the luxury, at least in the filming with the housewives, of just like leaving them while they're having a good time. Um, so I can understand why she would get annoyed. And it's honestly the most annoying part is as they're reaching the peak drunk, it's almost like once they're at the peak drunk, you can like be like, oh, they're drunk. It's fine. But it's kind of like those, like that hour or two before they hit like their blackout stage is where they're the most annoying. Um, And you could definitely see her annoyance. I also thought it was funny and she brought up a good point because the second they started asking for impersonations, I mean, that was the whole reason why Teddy and Kyle kept pushing her to be mad at Rena. So it's just, it was interesting that impersonations are fine when you're drinking at the at a winery, but if you're doing it on Halloween and flicking someone off, it's not okay. Oh, yeah. I thought she called them out. Like, they were very hypocritical. Um, but Kyle's impersonations were incredible. Which one was your favorite? So, I feel like everyone's loved her Teddy impersonation, but I she nailed Denise. I didn't realize how much Denise moves her face. And then yeah. when she started doing that and they were showing clips of Denise, I'm like, oh, my God, how is she mimicking her entire face? It was I loved it. Um, I thought she hit everyone's voice really well. And I mean, even Erica said she nailed the impersonation of Erica Jane. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. It It was, was I loved it. Um, what was your favorite? Um, I enjoyed the Teddy walk because I didn't realize, I mean, (laughs) I never noticed that Teddy walked funny until they showed like the side by side. And I don't even know that she walks funny, but she just, I guess doesn't walk like like a woman I don't know like a little has a manly walk to her she might be someone too like she used to say like she doesn't really know how to dress I'm wondering if she never really wore high heels ah that's a really good point I bet that's what it is I hardly ever wear them now and so when I randomly have to I feel like I probably look like Teddy walking like there have been (laughs) moments where I'm like oh my gosh like I'm gonna have to walk really slow just to look like a normal human being no that's a really really good point actually I will say like something in this episode and I was like thinking to myself and felt a little crazy typing this and I I I probably have said this once this season, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm kind of enjoying Dorit. I know, am I liking Dorit? I don't know. I don't like that I'm liking her, though. I don't know. Maybe because she's, like, not been really too annoying, and she's been laughing at herself, and 
And she also isn't afraid to kind of like go against like Kyle and Teddy. And like, she's even saying like, I I think they're out of line. I don't think like when they, you know, so they all get drunk at the winery and it seems like it just continues. And one car it's Kyle, Dorit and Teddy and Kyle and Teddy have just decided that fuck accountability. And they are just hammered. Like the drunkest we've probably ever seen Teddy. And they start talking about how they don't think Erica likes them and how she's not fun. And you could even tell, like, Dorit was very, like, diplomatic in her response, but she didn't agree with them, which I thought, I really liked that she wasn't two-faced about it. Yeah, I agree. And it, it was just weird. Um, the whole, like, Teddy and Kyle, I mean, I felt like the drunker they got, the more they kept trying to, like, make a point. I mean, I think we've all, I've been there where you've been super, super hammered and you think you're making a lot, a lot of sense. Yeah. And you're, like, looking at the other person. You're, like, wait, why don't you understand what I'm saying? And I felt like, I felt like we saw a lot of that, except we're, you know, the rest of the country and sober <laughs> and watching them. I mean, those um, are the moments where you're, like, thank God I'm not on a reality show. Oh, up the next yeah. morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank God. But it was just a little – it was, a, it was like, annoying. Honestly, as a viewer, it was annoying hearing them talk about it over and over again and how they kind of went after Erica at the dinner. So they brought up – the whole impersonation thing again, when they had a dinner after the winery and they get back to the house, then Erica, I mean, I thought Erica truly like handled herself like, well, I mean, she was cold, but I think I would have been the same way. Well, and the other thing too, is like, I think she realized they were all so drunk. Like what she could not have a rational conversation. And sometimes like the best thing to do is just be like, okay, let's talk about this tomorrow and go to bed and remove yourself from it. And I think that's what she was really trying to do. Um, and then when she came back, then it turned into this, you know, you don't like us. You don't have fun with us. And uh, Kate from Below Deck tweeted, and I loved it. You know, Erica says to everyone, this is the first time in my life I've actually, like, trusted other women. And then Kyle and Teddy, why do you hate us? Like, it was yeah. just, I'm sure she's like, okay, I was just telling you you're the first woman I've ever trusted. And now you're just going to, like, start, like, telling me why you don't think we're friends. Like, it just was very, I'm sure she was very taken back by it yeah and I'm actually I thought Rena handled herself well in terms of being like level-headed but I'm actually surprised I mean she did stand up for Erica but I was expecting like a little more yeah I but it turned weird quickly so Kyle was just so drunk and then Teddy starts saying she's the moral compass for the whole group um I would never define Teddy as the moral compass and I've never even seen her like take that weight on um I mean the only person she tries to make like kind of stand up for is Kyle I've never seen her really stand up for anyone else no not at all not at all I thought that whole that scene between her and Rena was really weird and like out of nowhere it was like a mini therapy session and I feel like they touched upon a lot of lot of different things meanwhile Kyle's trying to have like a sober-ish conversation with Erica then she's like tackling Dorit later on like it was a very strange Last 15 minutes. I also felt really bad for Dorit because all she wanted to do was go to bed and they kept coming in her room. I think I would just, I mean, there were like 17 rooms in that house. I would have just slept in another bed that night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And then like when Kyle like tackled her, I was like, what is happening? It was like really odd. And like, I just, it was a good look into how drunk that, like how they act when they're drunk. But, um, Kyle is definitely the, like, I love you, want to kiss you, everyone's, like, kind of my best friend drunk, except for Erica. But even yeah. then, she was trying to, like, go, she went back to Erica's room and was, like, tried to make everything okay. Um, but I like how Erica kept being, like, I think this is a conversation we have tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah. No. I can't wait to see the hangover scene. I can't either. And the next couple episodes, the next episode, I mean, I don't know that the season actually is going to 
pick up. And I no. honestly don't know why this season, like, won't end. It feels like it's, like, nonstop going. Um, considering that we only have two episodes left in New York, which is weird. Like, And I don't understand why Beverly Hills is going to be so much longer. Because I would give me more episodes of New York. Oh, yes. Most definitely. And I, I will say, like, Faye Resnick's, and granted, it could be editing. Yeah. And we didn't see it out of context. But in the preview... She made a dig at Camille, basically, like, saying, I hope coming out of this that she's a much nicer girl. And Kyle's like, yeah, I agree. Granted, we don't see the whole conversation. But I also, it was I'm shitty. The, yeah, I'm not the biggest Faye fan, but I will say, I don't think she's forgiven Camille for calling her the morally corrupt Faye Resnick for being a playboy after her friend was murdered. Oh, yeah. I, would, I don't think I would ever get over that more just basically saying that, like, it, the way Camille said this, and this was season one. I forgot um, about that. She made it sound like almost like Faye used Nicole Simpson's murder as a way to get into Playboy. And I just, I, whether it's true or not, I, as a person, I could see why you would, it would take a while to get over a dig like that. True. Good point. Good point. um, But just to bring a little history in there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the, uh, the trips continue as we head down South, although it's a very different trip. Um, But before we even got to that point, Patricia just, um, I think everyone loves Patricia. I, there's just something about her. I think we all wish we could be a Patricia one day. But the fact that she made Michael drive through the drive through and order for her, and she then said that her weaknesses are a McDonald's cheeseburger, a Costco hot dog, and a taco from Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, are you, do you follow, like, have you, like, are you listening to my inner thoughts? Because those are, now it's not Costco for me, it's Sam's, but those hot dogs are unbelievable. Oh my God. They're so fucking good. I remember them in my, like, as a kid, I haven't had one in a long time, but the fact that Michael one asked if no, <laughs> no tomato. And then there's ketchup. ketchup they go, we tomato. don't have tomatoes. <laughs> he goes, don't you put ketchup on there? That's a tomato. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, okay, all right. And that he brought the food to her, had like a white linen cloth, like a fancy glass. It was the most extra thing I've ever seen in my life, but it was the funniest shit. It was so funny. I, I was, I loved every second. And if she wants to do a drive through segment in every episode, I'm here for it. Oh yeah. I felt like the episode in general was sponsored by like fast food. Given that. <laughs> yeah. Cause then we jumped to Catherine who basically is using like Uber eats to pass yeah. off a home cooked meal to her Sopranos like boyfriend. Yeah. What do you think of him? I feel like I need to take a shower after seeing him. I, you know, I think knowing from what we've seen in Instagram now and that she's with a different guy and they seem a lot cuter together. I think knowing that I've just kind of like disregarded him and haven't given him much thought. Yeah. So Um, I think, I mean, I'm curious to see like why they end. I'm surely they'll talk about it on the show. Maybe, maybe not, but I I don't know. I I mean, I think they break up during the season and maybe they won't touch on it. I'm sure it will be talked about the reunion because she was already with her new boyfriend at the time of their, well, they haven't done the reunion yet. Have they? No, they haven't done the reunion, but I know he was at the finale. Okay, so Southern she's clearly Trump. has broken up with him. Yeah, by by like on the show. So we'll 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 hopefully get to see that. But yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Um, I did love that she ordered food um, and <laughs> put it on her china and tried to make it seem like she cooked everything. Yeah, and then he said something about it, and she's like, "I literally just took it out of the plastic container 
and put it in what I think is a creamer cup. So um, I love that she kind of called herself out for it. No, I did too. I thought it was really funny. And then she even talked about Olive Garden. And I was like, oh my gosh, you (laughs) Southern Charm Gas. You're going to get a ton (laughs) of gift cards from these um, fast food companies. A lot of of name dropping. I kind of liked it. A lot of name dropping. Uh, I mean, so really from there, Eliza somewhat brought back in. I don't understand. I mean, Eliza's a full-time character, but like we hardly ever see her. I don't get it. I wonder with Eliza if it's like what happened with Barb in New York where she was intended to be full-time and then they filmed throughout the season and there just wasn't a lot there. And she didn't test well. I mean, I'm sure they like test people like the new people out in the first couple episodes and then decide how much to edit them in or out. Um, Because look at Denise. I feel like she started getting more and more airtime. So um yeah it was it's odd there I know you made a note about it about Madison should really be full-time over Eliza and I I'm not I don't love Madison but I'm starting to somewhat like her like I I do think that she makes some good points about Austin essentially being pussy whipped by Shep there's something weird there like Austin's dying for Shep's approval oh yeah there's definitely a weird dynamic and I just I just think that Madison whether you like her or not she kind of owns her shit in her own way. Um, and I appreciate that. And she's been a lot more interesting to me than Eliza. Outside of Eliza's family drama, I don't really feel like there's much there. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Eliza did have Danny and Naomi over to ride horses. Um, and really the only re- relevant thing we got out of that um, was the phrase, you spit on our friendship, which yeah. that is, I mean, those are some words. Those are some words. Like, what is it that Dorinda said? Right. <laughs> or say it. Uh, say it. Forget it. Write it. Regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, <laughs> like, so, true yeah. words have never been spoken in that moment. Yeah. So, Danny's kind of... Eliza's basically saying, like, she's tried to be friends with Catherine. She feels like she's never, like, going to get there. It's like Catherine doesn't trust her. Danny just says, I think she has trust issues. We're even going through something. And that's where, and it's almost like they're not really shit talking. They're more just saying like, it's just hard to be Catherine's friend, which is something I think we're starting to hear more and more of even postseason. Yeah, no, I think we've heard more and more of it. I do like, I don't know. I think I want, I want, I'm rooting for Catherine. So I want to like give her the benefit of the doubt. I feel like she's just very, very guarded and just (laughs) communicate. She's not the best communicator and hopefully she sees that. And will evolve, but I also think there's a certain time time where people don't really change. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think with Catherine, like what we're gonna see, it's almost like um, for a couple episodes we saw her just like fall from grace so quickly. You know, into drugs and just saying hurtful things about people. Um, and she kind of went from like being on the sh- like she was always part of the show, but she kind of went to like from being like kind of friends with everyone because of Thomas to really being blacklisted from social events. And then we saw her quickly like jump back up and she was at Patricia's party. Um, and I think when you see like those big spikes, like at some point it's going to start leveling out and maybe she's kind of like not dropping, but I think she like made like not made everyone think, but she kind of like quickly became did everyone's friendship and it um, no one's perfect. And I think we're seeing her make a few mistakes and stumble as anyone her age would probably do dealing with all the things she deals with. Um, and I think we're going to start seeing her come back up a little bit more as the new guy gets introduced. Well said, Abby. Thank Very you. well said. Yeah. Just, wow. I basically, I'm a, a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Never went to school for it, but I'll, I'll take your money if you want to sit on my couch. Yeah. 
And then um, Cam's only storyline had to do with Palmer. Did you ever smell um, your kid's baby clothes, Warren and Hewitt's baby clothes? Um, well, Hewitt's still a baby, but Warren's. Yeah. So well, I realized this summer, like, we were on vacation, and um, and it could just be because he had, like, sunscreen, like, baked into his head because he's a little blondie. So I have to, like, really put it on there so his scalp doesn't burn. But I would, like, sniff him after a bath, and I was like, oh, he's lost his baby smell. Um, and you know this about me. So I never yeah, sniff I my, my kids' clothes, but I do love the smell of spit up. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it, like, is such a baby-like smell to me. So I wouldn't sniff their clothes, but if I had spit up on my shirt, I wouldn't wash it, and I would randomly sniff it after they went to bed. <laughs> I did it with Mia. Remember when she spit up on yeah, me? Yeah, I remember that. And you I, felt I... so bad. I'm like, oh, no, I'm so excited. I love the smell of spit up. <laughs> The weirdest thing ever said. Um, no, I did not smell Mia's clothes. I do I do love the smell of sunscreen. It's probably like the spit up for me. I, I love it reminds me of summer. So yeah. I love that she kind of smells like sunscreen, but that's completely different. Um, I actually was saying to a friend of mine that like Warren had been playing really hard and he had sunscreen on and like kind of sweaty, but like not like a BO, but he just was like, Oh, he smells like a summer kid. Like a little must, I guess, but like it was in, in it, like a, a pheromone smell. Like it made me feel really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, mom no, stuff. But, mom yeah. stuff. Weird <laughs> confessions from a mom. Uh, but really then, so Cam interviews a nanny, but it's kind of like womp womp. And then the guys go on this RV trip, which I think mistake number one was inviting Whitney, who is kind of in a vegan phase and is used to a butler probably has never really gone camping and you're going to put him in an RV and expect him to like be a wilderness man. Yeah. But, and he did not respond well. He was a huge, just dick the whole time, which I don't get with his like rock quote, rock style. Um, yeah. Rock star lifestyle. Like hasn't he slept in like a car from partying too hard than like, you know, woken up there the next morning or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know Whitney, but he, so, I mean, the, it was an eight hour drive and they, you could tell they were progressively getting drunker and drunker as they kept filming. And Craig told him it was like maybe four hours. So, let's yeah. just, so I think they weren't really pacing themselves properly because they didn't really realize how long of a drive no, it was. No, and I'm sure there's so much lost footage on that drive that, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if they like shot on a beer or did like oh. some crazy shit. Yeah. So they get to the campsite. And that's kind of when shit hits the fan with the guys, which honestly, like I enjoy male drama. We see so much female drama on on Bravo with all the housewives fighting. I enjoy a good man fight. And these men were catty. Like it was just like, and I get that like guys like roast each other, like Shep kept saying, that's like, that's what we do. But I mean, they all just like kept going for like little digs. It wasn't like a roasting, like making fun of something that's like a generally like accepted weird trait of this person. It was just like relentless and nonstop. And everything Craig did, it was basically just Shep and Whitney telling him why he was wrong. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Austin sat there silent. I feel like he could have said more. I don't know if it was the alcohol or not. But yeah, they kept giving Craig shit. I I do agree that he oversalted the um, burgers if we can tell from our tv the amount of salt going on there i don't know if that's a good thing or not but he's also drunk so maybe in his mind it like you know like maybe came out slower in his mind um i mean i honestly feel like anytime you do like a camping thing like that the burgers are never amazing but you're so drunk you just will eat anything oh yeah 
Unless you're Whitney, who apparently will only eat two ears of corn. Oh, my God. I was like, Whitney, are you fucking kidding me? Like, pack your own shit in your own food That's you're not going to eat the food my, that people are bringing. My biggest pet peeve, like, I don't mind if someone wants to be vegan or – I do find it annoying when people go gluten-free that don't have a reason to be gluten-free, but whatever. But then don't come over to a, a social event and be like, there's nothing here for me to eat. If you have so many weird food preferences, you just got to bring your own fucking food. Yeah. Agreed. I so, agreed. Whitney, bring your little vegan burgers or, <laughs> you know, a, a tofu taco. Yeah. Um, but don't get mad. And he was going to eat the beans, which I'm pretty sure those baked beans have bacon fat in them. Oh, yeah. They most, especially those canned beans, they yeah. most definitely do. I, my favorite was when um, Craig threw the hot dog at Whitney. Yeah. I did like that. And then got the hot dog grease at him, and then he threw it back. Like, what? <laughs> it was um, it was pretty amazing. But, it, like, it ended with poor little Kruggles being like, I'm just going to bed. And then Austin, like, locked himself in his tent. Like, little yeah. kids just like, no, I'm not going to play with you. And I love that Austin called um, Shep and Whitney Muppets. Yes. Which that is was hilarious because Austin looks like a Muppet when he talks. Oh, you're right. The way his you, mouth moves. Yes. You can't unsee it. Once you see it, oh, all I can see is like Muppet. I see like a Muppet mouth. Like, that's <sighs> all I see. That's true, though. It is. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm going to be. This, you just ruined Austin for me. <laughs> you bitch. Um, well, clearly, Vanessa's not getting our shout out today for ruining Austin for all of us. Um, I'm just Wah-wah. kidding. I, I love you. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. But our shout out, I mean, there's really only one person we can give it to this week, because if you're going to talk about loving fast food and if you have a butler and a driver and you're going to have him take you through a drive through and serve it to you on white linens, you are an automatic shout out. So Miss Patricia, this is your week. We loved it. We've always loved you. Um, We've posted about her before, but this was like, you've reached a new high that I didn't even know was possible with how much we love you from your drive-through experience and love for McDonald's. Uh, yes. I, we love how unapologetic you are, how you speak your truth, and you look glamorous while you're doing it. She really does. And she loves animals, which I think is a, a very good quality as well. So um, there's a lot of uh, philanthropy from Miss Patricia. But, um, well, with that, we are wrapping up this week. Uh, as Vanessa said in the beginning, we will not be covering New York because life happens. But follow along on our stories and you'll see all of my reactions and maybe my husband's. Um, But also subscribe to us on um, Apple and listen to us anywhere where you can listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, And I know Andy does this, but I'm going to just copy off of him. A jackal of the day goes to whoever thought it was funny to give us one star. Oh, I'm pissed. We had all five stars and then some asshole just gave us a one star. Didn't even leave like commentary as to how we can improve. So if you were the person who left us one star, you clearly listened to it. Um, <laughs> tell us how we can get better. Cause we're, we're open to it. Um, but you are own, it. own, own it. that one star. Own it. And uh, we're going to own it tomorrow <laughs> on Instagram stories. So we will talk to you all soon.